Jim Mallard here, host of the Mallard Report. Before we begin, i got to remind you the views and opinions expressed on the show are solely of those of the host and guests. Do not necessarily reflect Evergreen Podcast, Killer Podcast, any sponsors, affiliates, or anybody else. The Mallard Report is recorded live in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Good evening, everybody. I'm excited to be here with my guest, Christopher Macklin. Chris, how are you doing tonight? We were just chatting a little bit, so I kind of know, but I still have to ask you again for everybody else to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Bless your heart. Wonderful to be here. Well, we'll see, we'll see if you still feel that way in an hour. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will. Bless your heart. Uh, so... Go ahead and give me the thumbnail sketch of your bio, because you, you've got a lot of irons in the fire, and I don't feel like I can properly do you justice. Well, um, the bio is, you know, uh, spent years in, you know, uh, corporate industry. Uh, couldn't stand it for one minute, but spent 20-odd years in it, and then suddenly went bankrupt. Um, I had a lot of gifts when I was young, you know, I saw... Uh, reptilians and different entities, you know, in different dimensions. And you know, I remember when I was four, you know, uh, I had one in my bedroom. Dad, Dad, there's a reptilian in the corner. And he comes going, what, what is it? You know, oh, it's just a bad dream. Don't worry about it. But it's there. <laughs> it's watching me, you know. So um, I learned to manage them uh, really young. And um, anyway, life moves on, go bankrupt. Um, and then spent about four years in complete meditation understanding a lot of things including where I'm from what I'm meant to be doing and really focusing on healing gifts but um and then uh, you know life moves on came over here and uh, we started a, a ministry a non-for-profit you know doing healings and and now we call it the global enlightenment project which is part of the ministry um and uh, you know it's 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 very successful well it, it takes time I love how you you just summed it up in 60 seconds, but there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) 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 So now we're going to get into it. So you, now tell me about, how much of this do you remember from when you were young, when you were four and you seen the the reptilian in in your room? Oh, clear as day, you know. uh, I remember it because it's interesting. When you you get these reptilians, you know, they're interdimensional entities. Like, uh, it was an anarchy, it was a, about ten foot seven tall thing, you know, it looks like a velociraptor uh watching you, you know, you can feel this darker feeling in your in your chest, think, Wow, this thing's dark and that's what bothered me a lot, you know. And of course I realised very quickly in the age of four that my father couldn't see it, so I either manage it myself or don't know what's gonna happen. So um I got this all this with all my might, when he'd gone downstairs, you know, having said, Oh I can't see it, can't see it I said, okay, right, get out of my bedroom, you know, and the thing left. Oh, well, that works. (laughs) But, you know, I said it with all my might, this massive intention, like, get out of my bedroom, because it didn't feel right, you know. And, um, you know, I saw saucers and different things in the sky. No one could see those either, you know. And I thought, maybe I'm going mad, you know. And then I realized that I actually have a gift that other people don't have, you know. Not everyone, everyone's got different gifts, you know. We all have gifts. But, um, you know, so I learned to manage it myself and um, just, just didn't really tell anybody about it because otherwise they're going to probably send you a psychiatrist, put you on some very heavy medication to, you know, block it out and you're good to go. And that's not cricket. I was going to say, so you were seeing these things, but you had to keep them mostly to yourself because your father didn't see them? Uh, yeah, and then, you know, 
that went all my life. I mean, my father's a bit of a crabby old shit, so, you know, he's he's one of these people who will berate you and, you know, one of the things I found at school is that, you know, I've got severe dyslexia, so, of course, when you're in England, go to schools, you know, you have to be able to spell and read properly. Well, that's not me, so... <laughs> but I could do maths, amazingly. I could do the first, second of top groups maths in the time that, you know, they'd done one question, but, you know, when it came to English, no chance, and I've still got dyslexia. And, um, you know, I've learned to manage it. Man Mandy, my wife, said to me one day, she said, why the heck are you trying to read? Because... It frustrates you. You know, you can't read the sentences because you miss words out and then it sounds like a two-year-old. Why do you let me read to you? And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I channel more now. You know, I channel things. So you're probably going to say, well, how the heck do you write five books? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get uh, there. <laughs> I guess well, writing yeah. isn't reading. Okay, yeah, there's that. <laughs> well, uh, I actually used Skype, had a headset, walked around the parking lot, you know, uh, channeled it, you know, and... Uh, Basically, uh, it was channeled uh, to the point where, um, you know, I could dictate it, and you know, to a ghostwriter. I said, "Well, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by the other?" And little by little, um, you know, uh, they pull the information out of you. I'm not very good. If I just sat there and said, "Okay, you've got to write a book," and you know, I tried it. You know, uh, where do we start? Uh, it's all gone. So I tried Dragon Naturally Speaking. So when you're talking about a Zeta Grays, it came up with Have a Nice Day and all this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was no good either. So, uh, so I've got ghostwriters. So pe you need people to help you. You know, If it's not your gift, don't try and do it. You know, uh, Just get other people to you know, to help you through it. You know, That's really important. As I say, that's my favorite paranormal joke of all time. I just need a ghostwriter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But... <laughs> But the thing is, you know, if you can channel information, they, they they create the interface, I think, between what I understand and and what the people outside can understand. You know, they, they create that interface, which I think is really good, because if I did it, it would just be a whole slew of, you know, oh, what does he mean by this? And so it's it's really good. So I, let's, let's not fast forward too fast. Though. So you make it you make it through school, I assume, here, right? Oh, yeah, I made it through school, yeah, and... My father said, well, you're too thick to get a degree, so I decided I'm going to get one of those. So I, I got a degree in electronics and software systems, got a master's in control and engineering, uh, flight control systems, did those for a few years. Uh, didn't enjoy it at all um, because it's it wasn't my deal. You know, I don't work well in corporate systems because they're just full of, you know, nonsense, really, <laughs> as you probably call it. So I, I didn't sit well in it, you know, but... I did. I was very good at project management because I'm very. I think I'm very good with people, so uh, that was one of the gifts I had. So I did very well with that, you know. But uh, as far as uh, working a corporate system, I just don't gel in corporations at all, you know. So, pardon the lazy phrase, but when did this the the switch flip for you from corporate world to more spiritual based stuff? Well, I did really well, you know. I was building houses and doing things and then in my wisdom, <coughs> decided to build 172 apartments in Manchester. Oh, big mistake. So anyway, uh, we got so far with it, bought the land, started building, and uh, then the bank phoned up and said, you know, these apartments that were worth like £220,000, uh, they're now worth ninety. We want our money back, and you've got 14 days to pay it. Now, this is millions of pounds we're talking about. So, oh, um, I remember saying to the bank, well, I've got £10. Will that help? <laughs> that was... That was a note, so I went completely bankrupt. Uh, marriage split up, everything changed. Um, 
then I was semi-homeless, you know, I lived out of a car uh, quite a long time for about two or three years, uh, did lots of meditation, stayed with people, lived out of the car, and then eventually I managed to get the uh, government to get me a, a kind of flat uh, where I could actually meditate, you know, um, probably six to eight hours a day, um, understanding the gifts. And uh, it all took off from there, you know, I knew I had gifts, but this gave me the opportunity without worrying about money, because I didn't have any, uh, to just really focus on the gifts, and it was brilliant. It really was brilliant. Had to bit of, I don't want to say adventure in the good sense of the word, but I'm sure it obviously changed your whole life going through all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it actually makes you. I mean, I was so embarrassed, you know, when I first went bankrupt, someone lent me a flat in Manchester, you know, an apartment for about four weeks. So, well, you can stay here for four weeks. And so I stayed there four weeks. I had a Bentley at the time. And I was so embarrassed. I didn't have enough money to put gas in the Bentley. <laughs> I thought, can you come and repossess it? This is getting embarrassing. But it did t teach me a lot about stuff. You know, you don't need these things. A Bentley is just a very expensive uh, bit of tin on wheels, you know. Um, now I have a Chevy truck, and I'm very happy with it. So, you know, it taught you a lot about stuff, that stuff doesn't matter. It's about people. It's about helping. And, uh, you know, understood the lineage I've came from, the Melchizedek beings, of which there's five of us here. And, um, you know, we're here to help humanity, not to worry about bits of stuff, you know, so... And now we dedicate our lives to it, you know. Running this ministry is a way of life because we, we work probably on about, I don't know, 30,000 people a week. If you look at YouTube, you know, and look at Facebook. and uh, I do three healings a week where it's by donation. If you have no money, you know, come on because I've been there, got the T-shirt on that one. <laughs> and I think it's always important that everyone gets healing. <clears throat> well, I, I'm going to jump back into that, but I, I've got to... I've gotta... I don't want to say bridge the gap because I think we've got to cross the pond here now, right? You've you've on your flat in London, right in the UK there, meditating yep. six eight hours a day, and then you end up here. So fill in some gaps here. Yeah, so I met this lady in Belize. Uh, I went to Belize to do some healing and different things, and uh, met this lady from Hollister, just outside Branson, Missouri. So I was come and stay with my father and myself, you know, for a few weeks. So I did and. And then, uh, you know, uh, got to know a team of people here and then uh, kind of met my wife and um, we got married about five years ago. And, uh, you know, we set up the Global Enlightenment Project because uh, I wanted to create a non-for-profit. So when people make donations, they can get, you know, tax back on it. But uh, also to, you know, uh, to move forward with a project of enlightenment, really. Help people get enlightened because, you know, Getting enlightened is not easy because, you know, when people first come to a reality that, hang on, things aren't quite right in the world, uh, well, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people often say to me that there must be something that's not manipulated. And, uh, well, um, let me see. Um, oh, that would be nothing. Everything's manipulated. And So when you come to that reality, it's, it's a big pill to swallow. And a lot of people get a lot of emotion with it and anger, you know, mixed emotions. When they get through that, they become really strong but uh, you know the healing you know they do need healing to help them release emotions from the the old life that they were in uh, to get to the new one so it's quite a transition and um, yeah so I came over here opened the global Latin project and now we work on a lot of people per week helping people you know get back to that sovereign place you know I don't believe in gurus it's all a pile of nonsense anymore you are your own guru you are your own sovereign being 
I'm just a facilitator, really, to help people get back to that, you know? Yeah. So you start, you told me, was that 14 years ago you've been here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I came here 14 years ago and then and then uh, stayed and um, now we have citizenship and so I love it here, actually. I'd never want to go back to England. <laughs> no offense to the British people, I'm, but, you know, and I, I was British, I'm now American, but I just don't speak American. Not yet, anyways. We'll, we'll convert you slowly. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I always remember being in front of the uh, being in front of the um, the uh, immigration. He said, "Is there anything that couldn't make you American?" Oh no! And he goes, "What's that?" You know, I said, "I can't give up afternoon tea." <laughs> <laughs> and he rolled about laughing. He thought it was really funny. <laughs> uh, so, tell me a little bit more about the what you doing i mean you said you do the free online or free times a week online healings right when are, when are yeah. those and give me some more about those i mean you kind of put some out there but let's put a little bit more make sure we get that all cleaned up before we forget about it yeah yeah so we do healings three times a week uh we do it monday nine o'clock central time uh thursday 5 p.m central time which is tomorrow and um saturday 11 a.m central time we have something like i don't know 35,000 people listen to them over the period of a few days so the, the, you know it, 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 it touches a lot of hearts and that's really important to me and it's by donation you know a lot of people don't have any money but they come on because the whole point about it if, you, if you're lacking in money you might have a, a lack of you know in, in a powerless place and these healings really help by releasing emotion getting your vibration up it get, helps you get back to that sovereign, you know, warrior that we need um, on this planet to to be able to move through all these uh, uh, manipulations that are going on. So, okay, and that's a global enlightened enlightenment. Global enlight, enlightenment could, project. You know? If I could read my own notes, this show would probably go a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I still, I still handwrite them. And people are like, well, you should type them. And I'm, I'm having that moment right now. If I would have typed it, I could have wrote that. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> That would be me, yeah. I, I can't read my own writing either, so you can join the club, bless your heart. Uh, it's just, you know, there's something about the the writing them makes it sync better in my memory, so I don't have to look at them as nearly as much. But when it comes to technical things that I need to be able to pull up and accurately give, not necessarily the best idea. So, well, it's very true. I mean, if people handwrite you a letter, you know, you're more likely to read it and really ingest it because, you know, the, the formation of the uh, letters and everything has energy around it. When you send someone an email, the interface between, you know, you, you type it on the computer and by the time it's got to the other end, the energy's really, uh, you know, kind of subsided from the thing, you know, and I, I think it's really important handwriting. And I, I, I know that you're, we're talking about healing, and this kind of falls in that same vein of losing the personal touch with people, and we're right at that neighborhood. Oh yeah, well you know that's that's gone with well a lot. It's gone with social media and people looking at their phones all the time. Um, it's been a massive distraction. You know, it saddens me actually because social media. I, I don't like social media at all. About you, but I don't go on it to do any personal things we just use it for the ministry but you know uh, personally i don't post anything on it except maybe one wife's birthday and a couple of things and that's it you know because uh, I, I i like to phone people up and talk to them or i like to go around to their house and have a glass of wine with them or, and uh commune you know i don't like communing over facebook it's just not me you know so 
I'm in between. I like to, I like being in person, but there's that just instant gratification of being able to talk to whoever, whenever. I don't know. Well, yeah, you, you can keep in touch with people, especially in other countries, I guess. But um, I don't know. I just, I just love uh, you know communing with people, you know. But I think you know nowadays though, there's a lot of kind of separation going on, which which is saddening, I suppose, because. Obviously, all the things going on in the world, vax versus no vax, you know, politics, religion, you name it, it's it's there for separation and and it gets people riled up, you know, it's it's crazy, really. It is definitely crazy. So, Brian Bowden from my chat room asked, wants me to ask you, uh, what role does the Anunnaki play in your role today? What role do the Anunnaki play in my role today? Uh, they get ripped out of people's bodies. Um, the thing about healing is this, is, and... Um, if your vibration is low, uh, these fourth dimensional beings, whether it's Anunnaki, whether it's Draconians, whether it's snake beings, whether it's uh, Archons, which float through dimensions, they have no body, but they can attach to you, or whether it's Luciferians, which are connected to the Vatican, uh, these things, when, when people feel low, they actually come in, they can attach to your body. And, you know, for example, the Anunnaki and Draconians sit in the abdomen, hang on the shoulders, so your shoulders are tight or necks tight abdomen's crashed so you know it's bloaty because uh the from the end of the rib cage down your intestines are paralyzed and so when you eat as it gets further down it backs up you ferment to the wrong place you get you know leaky gut you can get diverticulitis or you just can't digest stuff you know and and it also taps on the lower back damages l4 r5 discs that's why so many people have got lower back issues and sends you negative thoughts you know so they're pretty destructive and so the role that they're playing is really by me, you know, we can extract them, escort them out and send them back to God with unconditional love and forgiveness, you know, and uh, they're gone. And, you know, the amount of people I see um, with a first healing session, because we do one-to-one and specialized groups as well, almost, I would say 99% of people have got an attachment of some sort. And once you release some of that, they don't all feel different. You know, it's amazing. It changes the whole life. Well, stop for a second. Not, almost everybody, 99% of people, you think? Yeah, 99% of people. And don't forget, we work on you know thousands and thousands of people a week, and I would say 99% when they first come for a healing, um, they've got an attachment. But the other thing about healing is this, is think about this. If your vibration is low, <clears throat> if I do a healing and remove it and we give you some energy and everything else feels great, within two hours, that energy will subside, and these things could reattach again until you get your body's vibration at the level that energy is and it, it takes a little bit of work because you know we ingest hundreds of thousands of layers of emotion and it's way too much for a human being so um, it's important to release that and we have a fast track method of releasing that basically um, where the mechils that beings go in and they actually pull layers out so they can do 81, 162, 324 it's a lot to release in one go but it's a fast track method and by releasing that emotion, people feel better and they feel stronger and, until they get to that high vibrational place where they're leaping out of bed in the morning and going, oh my God, I feel incredible. That's, that's to me, is the key uh, of, of healing. So I'm going to ask... have to... Go ahead. You, you kind of have to say a protection prayer or a, I prefer the word map of intent to actually keep these things out whilst you're going through that process. You know, if not, they'll just reattach and drop your vibration again, so... The, the prayers or maps of intent that we have on the website are because of that prayers. They're, they're very important, I think, for protection. 
So I, I was going to ask, since the majority of people have one, is it important to identify it before they try to heal from it, or does does it matter? No, I don't. I don't think it matters. I mean, you know, as, as long as you remove it, it doesn't matter. I mean, normally you, you you tend to find they actually attach when you've had a high trauma thing, like maybe your dad dies, mum dies, or you get divorced, or something really bad happens when you're 15. Uh, you know, abuse, whatever it is, um, they tend to attach when that happens because of the high impact of the emotion you've ingested. Okay, I'm processing here, so I'm glad you stopped for a second. Um, now, you, you got an email that told you that I'm normally into the paranormal ends of the things on the show, so of course there's a lot of ghost hunters out listening to my show tonight, and uh, they're sitting there thinking, well, I'll be the I'll be the guy that brings it up. You know that they like to throw around the word demon and bringing one home all the time. Of course, it sounds based off what you said. They've already probably got something, and then they're going to layer that up. So that they need to ex- extra protect themselves. Oh yeah, they need to extra protect. I mean, the demons. If you look at Jesus' teachings, I'm not a Christian, but you know I believe in what God many paths, and you know. But I love Jesus' teachings because you know, all he taught was unconditional love and and helping people and things like that, but uh, he talked about demonic entities. All these things, if they're manipulating you, they're demonic entities, but I think the word demon really came from the Luciferians, because uh, when they're in your body, they're very snarly, they can contort your body, they can speak through your voice box in a raspy voice, so I think that that's more where the demonic you know, entity came from. The Anunnaki are fairly tranquil they'll just attach you and just manipulate you send you negative thoughts but then they're not really contorting your body draconians are very dark if you get a draconian attached to you people can actually go as far as committed suicide because they're overpowering so it's just important to understand their role and um getting rid of them pretty quickly i think yeah i was gonna say that definitely doesn't sound like anything you went around you or part of your life Good grief. Uh, no, no. I think the, the problem is people don't realize it. They just walk around with these things attached to them and, you know, they wonder why they feel depressed and they get worse and worse bit by bit, you know. So I think the healing goes a long way of uh, turning people's lives around. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's got to. I mean, obviously, if you're doing thousands of them a week, I mean, somebody's got to be doing something, right? just saying well yeah <laughs> well i'm kind of committed to it you know i just want to help as many people as possible because on this planet right now we need as much help as possible of people who are in that warrior mode who are going to do things for humanity you know uh, i think that's really important like i say the days of the guru and all this sort of nonsense is gone well you are your own guru <laughs> we need it to be gone there's too many of out there that are borderline some of these things we're talking about <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you know, uh, cults and things like this, absolutely. And I've seen, you know, people get, you know, kind of caught up with, um, you know, Indian gurus where it becomes a cult and uh, you can't leave, otherwise you could have a cursed life for the rest of your life and all this thing. Are you kidding? You know, <laughs> but, but they can, you know, curses are just negative energy sent to people and it affects them. So very important to, uh, you know, uh, probably get away from all that now and, like I say, uh, get back to that that high vibrational, you know, warrior self, and that's you know that's one of the biggest things we're doing. We do other stuff as well. So, well, go ahead, tell me a little bit more. I'm I'm listening. I'm interested. 
What else do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I also um, work with the Galactic Federation. Um, I get taken there um, periodically. Uh, they normally give you five minutes warning, but a lot of the time they just take your soul out of your body, so you're kind of not indoors. So uh, I remember one day when they took us out straight away and I was collapsed on the floor. And my wife goes, oh, my God, he's had a stroke. And, oh, no, he's gone to the Galactic Federation again. <laughs> because I chair it with two other Macusedet beings. And it's there to actually police time space. It's there to it's there to um, look at violations of the human race as opposed to uh, education. And if you think about it, what's the difference between violation and education? So... If you take an example, uh, you know, when you come down here, you know that there's entity attachments and all these things, and and you come down here, you get an attachment, then, you know, you get rid of it. You, it's an education that, how do we keep them out? Well, okay, protection prayers and get your vibration up. Um, to me, because you pre were pre-warned about this before you come down here, it's an education. But if Aziza Gray uh, goes and... Um, abducts you, paralyzes you, abducts you and steals your uh, sperm or your eggs to create humanoids, that is a violation. And it was agreed, I think it was three years ago in June 3rd or something like that. Uh, I don't have the exact date, but they were actually swept off the planet by the Actorians. We work very closely with the Actorians. I'm, yeah, that's a lot to process there. So oh, there's more than that. <laughs> I was gonna say, so you just, how long were you gone? Well, um, norm, it depends. I mean, it's normally between 10 and 15 minutes, but don't forget where you go, there's no time. So you can be there like four days. Yeah, you know, no, I was thinking back. about your poor wife, though, that, you know, was sitting there. Oh, yeah, but, <laughs> oh, my God, what's going on? He's dying. No, he's not. He's, but she suddenly realized, I mean, she knows, you know, she knows me and knows my roles with things so about about 10 15 minutes something like that, yeah I, I mean I, I i get once you're in space time changes but i mean they're real world consequences at the same point that just i had to been a, a weird conversation the first time that you came back sorry tell us again I don't... it has to have been a weird conversation the first time you came back from being gone oh yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I was lying. I mean, normally they give you five minutes, so five minutes warning, right, let's lay on the bed, let's stay in a comfortable position, and poof, gone, you know. And then when you come back, um, you're just laying on the bed, you know. Yeah, we talked about this, we talked about that. But uh, this time, for some reason, they wanted me quickly, you know. Most of the time, some of the time I remember, some of the time they take it away from me because they don't want people to try and read the current mind it's obviously in the subconscious but not in the current mind it just depends because of course they've got all sorts of technology they can read your mind nowadays which is not you know but uh, but it's what it is as i say it scares me to think that we're going to get to that point sometime where people can read your mind we'll all be in trouble <laughs> uh yeah well i can read minds but <laughs> <laughs> Another, another gift that you think, oh, and I, I don't tend to read it unless unless it's for healing. You know, I don't tend to violate people's space. It's not fair, you know. So only sometimes if I need to look at something, I'll, I'll try and read their mind. If it's in the, you know, if it's in the conscious, the subconscious, sometimes it's difficult to find it. But uh, you know, it does help for healing. But the other um, thing we're working on is um, we have a big, big project 
really big project. What's that? Well, it's building um, some off-planet pyramids. Pretty big, you know. Uh, the biggest one is 999.999 feet tall, and then 666.6666 feet tall, and 333.333 feet tall, you know. Um, they're like the Giza ones. The Giza ones were built by the Palladians, but these are going to be built, well, are being built right now. They've done two of them already by the Actorians. But uh, they're going to be placed somewhere in America. I can't obviously say where because uh, we really don't want people to know. But And they're going to be put on the golden curve with the last one on the ley line to blow out all the satanic uh, manipulation in the ley line. So they will be coming at the right time. Uh, probably not yet. Probably not a good idea to place them down here yet because... Of course, the current administration probably wouldn't like them very much. But uh, once this once this is all changed, uh, they're going to be down quite quickly. But it's it's a pretty big project. It's going to be about 100,000 acres we've got to get hold of. And um, so again, you know, God lines the money up. Do I have that sort of money? Absolutely not. But it, it'll all <laughs> it'll all divinely align when the time's right. Well, okay, you, you mentioned that this administration wouldn't be too keen on that, of course. I don't, I, I'm sitting here wondering if any administration would be keen on that. Well, I think when the world shifts, I mean, I think, yeah, probably not. But I think, you know, the, the thing is about, you know, people keep saying, oh, you know, someone's a savior and this, that, and the other when they come back. And I'm kind of thinking the only savior we have is the people, you know. Uh, I really believe in the people as they wake up, you know, and come together this uh, whole world should change, you know. Um, hopefully the whole governmental system will change and everything else. Um, hear lots of stories about QFS and this, that and the other, but I think uh, it needs a big shift and I think it's really got to be for the people, you know. This, these, the people are the only people who are going to save this planet. I was going to say, I think if the something from space intervened and did what you said, I think our... Um perception of reality would take a big shift that we aren't the only things and I think we would have to come together to try to be together against whatever. Now I'm not saying they're bad I'm just saying that well, Oh yeah, you know, I think the Pyramid Project really is, is critical timing to you know, if, if pyramids just drop out the sky and just appear one morning, you know, then that's going to wake people up and think, wow, there, there is a prime creator or something out there that's really helping us because these things are there to help us. They're not, help, you know, there to hinder us. It's to help raise the vibration of the planet. One of the biggest things on this planet is that people think it's all the deep state people and the reptilian hybrids and whatever. You know, it, it's not. It's actually the reptilians underneath the planet that's the problem. Uh, the the hybrids are just brought up on top to manipulate. Um, below is is the real masters. You know, and. The Pyramid Project will help eradicate them from the planet because it will raise its vibration and they'll have to leave because they can't live in a high vibrational place. It's like with Bill Gates, you know, and people like that. They're, they want to uh, basically block out the sun by spewing lots of stuff in the air. I know we have chemtrails at the moment, more gallons particles, you know, brilliant it and everything else, but we can talk about that in a minute. But uh, they want to put, uh, try and shield the sun, it'll reduce plant life. Things thing is about reptilians, they don't breathe a higher level of oxygen. So they want to actually come up on the planet, but they can't because the oxygen's too high. So these, um, what we call kind of, you know, reptilian hybrids or whatever you want to call them, who are, you know, in the deep state governmental system are trying to alter, you know, uh, that out here, you know. So 
there's quite a bit going on, really. So it's I, nuts if you think about. It. Well, I was going to. It is. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking. So here, thinking. I'm thinking about like uh, Elon Musk and his SpaceX and uh, what's his name, Jeff Bezos, and whatever he's trying to do, and everybody's trying to get to space. Is is yeah. that is that part of this, or is this totally something the other direction? Well, I think they're trying to get. I think they're trying to colonize Mars, but I mean, they've got jump sites to Mars anyway. You know, um, I don't, you know, I think the SpaceX thing is just, to me, a distraction. You don't need a spaceship to go to Mars. They have the technology to switch you in time space. So, and there's jump sites in New York, um, you know, where they can actually switch you in time space, and you could be there in an instant. They've had this technology for a long time. You know, of course, also, of course, anti-gravitational and everything else. So. Wait, well, I think uh, people could go to Mars instantly, and I have to drive the Walmart. I'm not sure how this. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of a, a transporter type system. It's a bit bit like you know, if you look at um, if you look at Spock and all those, you know, from 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 their their time. Uh, of course, it's it's high technology. You know, there's real high technology. The reason why the Greys gave us technology like that is because they wanted to steal eggs and sperm because. They destroyed their own planet. So, so one of the um, one of the things we got out of the whole deal is is actually technology. You know, look at the nanoparticles that they're coming up with now. Um, I deal with Morgellons disease a lot. Um, we actually heal it, which is amazing. But um, but the Morgellons particles, are of course, ten to the minus nine small. The new ones are uh, graphene oxide tubes, and what they do is they put uh, CMOS chips inside them, which is 0.1 of a nanometer size. They put several of them so they can transmit and receive frequencies. So how do they make these things? They're so small, and the answer is it's, uh, it's the gray technology. Yeah, I was going to say, even the technology is, where is it at? It's on my desk here somewhere, holding up my phone, right? It's ridiculous. What's in, yeah. you know. 20 years ago, that would have been a desktop computer. Now it's, you know, in my hand and goes everywhere with me. And there's no wires most of the time. <laughs> well, it's true. And, you know, if you think about, if you look at the progress, you know, in 1986, I'm giving my age away now, but I was at uh, university, uh, Cranfield Institute of Technology, which is quite well known for aeronautics and things like that. And I remember having this computer. It was uh, 80... Um, 80, wasn't even megabyte, it was bytes. I think it was 80 bytes. And the hard drive was huge. It was like a big fridge, you know, and you switch it on. And we had a a VAX, I don't even remember VAX computers, maybe you don't, but uh, with digital. We had a huge VAX again, a huge, like, you know, filing cabinet sized computer, and it would analyze stuff. You know, now you look at the computers and they're just way beyond that. So from 1986 to now, there's such a short time. How can we ever develop that sort of technology without being given it? And the answer is we couldn't. You know, so certainly uh, something's uh, something's been in, in you know intervened to uh, give us that technology. So there has been some drips of UFO disclosure in the last couple of years. More so, I mean, there have been people saying it's coming for the last decade. And but it seems there's been a few more. The government's kind of come out. Well, our government's kind. The U.S. government's kind of come out and said, "Well, maybe." I guess is the best way to put it. Um, yeah. Or, or so I'm running parallel tracks through from them showing up to us actually finally finding out the truth. 
and I'm trying to figure out which train's going to win. Is it going to be them telling us, or we just finding out the hard way? Um, it's difficult to tell, actually. I mean, I think there's a massive precipice coming. You know, um, the things about disclosure and things about understanding how uh, how manipulated things are is you've got to get people to a precipice, and I think it's coming fairly soon. You know, uh, we're getting to a precipice. A lot of people. When people say wake it up, I'm talking about wake it up to understanding that there's something going on, you know, uh, it's a start, you know, but um, but I think disclosure, um, I don't think the alien beings personally, uh, the good guys, um, you know, Palladians, Actorians, Sumerians, Atlantarians, Lumerians, I think you know, Andromedans, these guys I don't think would appear unless there was a problem, uh, unless we needed real help, you know. Um, but I think, you know, who knows how they're going to do disclosure. The bad guys could actually do the disclosure and, and try and manipulate. It's difficult to tell because the timelines, people often ask me because I can see, you know, what's going to happen in the future. But but the timelines, you know, the humanity timeline, the general timeline we're on is changing that quick. You know, people often ask, well, you know, is Trump going to do this next week? Well, you can't say that because you could say it now, like, oh, yeah, Trump will be doing something on Wednesday. But, you know, in, in, in four minutes' time, that can change because there's so many variables of the chess game. You know, it's 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 impossible to predict. Yeah, I was going to say, I could tell you that I'm going to host a show next week and then I'll get sick and not be here. Well, exactly, yeah. So, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't predict anything right now. Um, you know, I look at the timelines and look at variables and ifs and maybes, but um, they're changing so quickly. The chess game is so huge, you know, it's not just one chessboard, it's probably three and a half thousand chessboards with so many chess members and you know, um it's it's changing rapidly, so that's why I never predict anything because you can't. So But the good news is we're gonna be around for a while, right? I mean you don't you you, oh, can, yeah, see, you can see you can you could see in the next week, right? Um <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I see. I, see. I, I think it's going to be an amazing journey. I don't think it's going to be an easy one because everyone just wants a saviour. You know, it doesn't work like that. I think, you know, the reason why nothing's happened yet, well, there's things happening around the scene, behind the scenes, but not, you know, to the general public is because they've got to really wake up and become aware and start understanding that, you know, the manipulation level has got so huge that there's nothing not manipulated. You know, you, you know you're a slave of, of the corporate systems throughout the world. And I think, uh, you know, until people realize that, and of course, then there's a huge grieving pressure. Well, that can't be right, you know. Well, yeah, you know. So uh, I think things are changing. I think we're getting there. Okay, so you mentioned this earlier, and I have to come back to it because it, it's something I've tried for, well, I told you I've been doing this show for almost 11 years, so 10 years to do, and I can't do it. So maybe you have the magic secret, and that's a lot of pressure. Um, that's a lot of pressure. I, 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 I struggled to meditate because every time I sit down to kind of try to, <laughs> right, you see where I'm headed, uh, don't you? <laughs> you, you see, Jim, you, you can I, see the I, future I, of this question. I'm just going to try to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do I hear it? It's funny because people often say, well, you know, which meditation shall I use? I said, none. Well, you need a meditation. No, you don't. You, to me, you know, meditation is letting your mind go. And it, it, it actually requires training, you know, because just to lie there and think about nothing and let your mind go. <clears throat> and it took me a, 
it took me a while to get used to doing that because if you're listening to a guided meditation or music, you're focusing on the music and everything else. You just need it absolutely nothing. I mean, you can have some quiet music in the background, but to me, nothing. You know, just let your mind go. Look, stare into space. You know, uh, it's better in a darker room because, you know, you can really stare through the darkness. and You can actually see the vibration of the planet better, you know, when it's darker than when it's lighter. But um, to me, it's about letting your mind go, and it takes a quite a bit of training you know because of course you're lying there oh god i forgot i've got to go shopping or i've got to i've got to do something you know and uh, to let your mind go and that's why i think i was very blessed when i went bankrupt might sound crazy but it really was what a blessing because i had no responsibility no money to worry about because i had none and i could just lie there and really let my mind go okay right i'm here guys and um it just requires, you know, um, it just requires quite a lot of kind of um, training, really. Just keep letting your mind go. And if you start focusing on something, right, focus on, okay, guys, focus on your starseed family. Because the thing is about starseeds is we were born here to do some things down here because, of course, this planet is in a third-dimensional uh, world where it's all about free will. So... The even prime creator, Mekizdet beings, all the good guys can't interfere without somebody down here saying, hey guys, we need some help. Got to come down here and help because they can't interfere. So that's part of the uh, the journey of the starseeds. That's why people, you know, they call them crystal children, whatever. Uh, but, you know, they're starseeds and they've been born down here to do some stuff, you know. And, um, and of course, because the deep state and the reptilian creatures and all these people know who they are, they get attacked relentlessly. And that's why a lot of starseed people are depressed, because they've been attacked. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So train my mind. How do, now, I, okay, so I'll, full disclosure, right? Hey, we're going to get that tonight. Listen to that. Full disclosure. Oh, wait, not about the UFO stuff. About my meditation. <laughs> yeah, my meditation. Calm down. Don't, don't, don't call the New York Times yet. Um, <laughs> no, I was not just handed a bunch of stuff from the Pentagon. Um, unfortunately, um, I started with a notepad and just you know, because you, like you said, you start thinking about oh, I need to shop, I need to do this, that, and the other. So I just started sitting down with a notepad and just writing that stuff so I could be like, oh, it's good, I got it, right? I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's over there. Yeah. So that's a good first step, well, right? It's a good first step, yeah, write them down, get them off your mind so you don't forget them, because, uh, you know, um, uh, sometimes, if you, I mean, I've got OCD, I think it's probably because I was semi-homeless for like a couple of years, so, you know, uh, you get OCD with it, or have I got enough pantaloons of the week or whatever, you know, and, uh, you know, but but I learned very quickly that pff, nothing matters. The biggest thing to be is, is kind of surrender, knowing God's got your back, you just don't have to worry about anything. The biggest thing fear with people is money, you know. It's always about money. Oh, I haven't got enough. And I said, well, if you keep telling them you haven't got enough, they'll just keep not writing you a check because, you know, you haven't got enough. That's what you manifested. And it, I've seen some extraordinary things happen. We wrote a book on manifesting a, a, an abundant life. And truly, it's just about surrendering. Like you say, letting your mind go. Surrendering. God's got my back. Don't have to worry about money. And that's what I do with the ministry, you know, the... The ministry is very successful. You know, I'm not a billionaire by any means or anything else, but it's very successful. We've got 10 staff. Um, it does work every day. Um, you know, I sub everything out. So 
you know, I'm trained in computers. Do I want to fix my own computers? Uh, that'd be a nope. So <laughs> I get Dan. You know, and I'm interested because, you know, Dan, the computer guy, comes in and says, oh, yeah, I've seen this problem with Windows before. Oh, it's it's a workaround. We'll fix that. Well, you know, if I did it, I'd have to go and research on Google. Okay, there's a problem here. Let's see what people say about it. I'm not interested in that. You know, I just want to do healings. The accountant, we pay her $17,000 a year. She does all the accounts. I don't do anything. You know, she she does the reconciliations and all, you know, because we're non-for-profit, we have to do a IRS form, uh, which is 97 pages about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she does all that as well, you know, because I don't want to do it, you know, because it frustrates me. I just want to focus on the healing and really enjoy what you do. And that's the key, I think, to success with your gifts. You know, know what your gift is and know what you don't enjoy and don't do the things you don't enjoy, you know. And know you've got the money, God's blessing you with doing your gifts, that you can afford to pay other people to do those things, you know. So I feel I need to tell you this story. I don't know why. So I'm just going to tell you this story and you're just going to have to, you'll, you'll understand, but it, it doesn't necessarily fit, but it does. Um, it's about intention. Um, a couple of years ago, I kept telling people, I'm going to keep going until the well runs dry, right? Just going to keep yeah. going. Just kept flippantly saying it, keep saying it, right? And then about six months into that experience, of keep saying that, guess what happened? I needed a new well pump. 500 bucks later, the, <laughs> the well ran dry, right? Be very, ca- <laughs> Be very careful up. what you say because sometimes... <laughs> Right? <laughs> it's very true, actually. Yeah, you manifest your own reality, you know. I mean, some of the people who go on the protocol, we've got a protocol which uh, which gets rid of the nano... Well, it actually gets rid of Brilliolime, HIV AIDS, Agent Orange, Morgellons, and anything to do with the nanotechnology and the needy thing. Um, it strips it out of the body using timeline splitting. And one lady says, well, I can't afford to come on it. You know, I said, well, you've just told God you can't afford it, so you're not going to come on it. I said, why don't you turn that around and say, wow, I've, I've done it. The money's there. Thank you, God, and really focus on it. Do you know, within a day, some lady walked in with a check and said, I want you to do that protocol, and gave her a check. And she was just absolutely blown away, and it's happened. I mean, I've worked on about 400 people with this protocol over the last two years. It's a 20-week program. It's a lot of work. But, you know, um, there's been several people in that place. I said, well, look, if you want to really come on it, just, just come on it. I know that it's going to happen and by goodness it happened so you're right you know intent is everything setting your intent it's like with the British I don't worry about money I don't even count the bank out I just know that the money is always there uh, God's got my back and it's very successful you know as soon as you think oh how are we going to pay the bill oh well I was just about to give you a check but let's whip it up because you're not believing you can pay the bill it's, it's amazing it's such a fine tuned instrument this, this university it really is so I feel like I'm forgetting something obvious. I mean, we kind of skimmed over. You have some books out. Maybe you want to talk about those for a couple minutes here before we run out of time. Yeah, I mean, I've got one on history, truth, or healing of um, manufactured diseases, and it's HIV, AIDS, Asian Orange, Borgellons, and Lyme. Um, might be worth looking at that. It talks about the Greys and the Paperclip Project, you know, uh, how all this technology came over. It talks about the nanotechnology nanospheres, where you can load uh, up to 96 viruses in a nanosphere. The nanotubes, of course, which are, you know, in these things, needy things, uh, they transmit frequencies at gigahertz frequencies. Um, it talks, you know, it talks about all that stuff. Uh, we've also got, you know, uh, dissolving the enigma of divine healing, which 
talks about the techniques of healing and you know what we work on we work on everything there's not anything we can't work on so that's uh that's pretty interesting uh divine transcendence talks about the manipulation in the world uh there's obviously center of the mind talking about uh getting back to a stronger place and it gives you you know techniques about looking at getting getting you into really i mean if you look at this world over the last two years it's been nuts and i've really encouraged people to look at the things they really enjoy at home you know i think people have stopped going out a lot because they just don't want you know um so they stay at home and do some cooking or you know have a glass of wine it's okay i've had spiritual people say well i don't drink don't smoke don't have sex don't don't well, what do you do you know this, this world's nuts you, you need to do something and enjoy yourself <laughs> it's really important and uh you know doing a bit of cooking with a glass of wine with your loved ones and you know communing with your loved ones within your circle and make sure that you know you don't let people who are going to be berating you or projecting on you uh, in your circle otherwise you, you're going to get exhausted and we do that all the time yeah i was going to say um i mentioned brian bowden earlier and uh he has a commitment to do more creative things this year, which I'm holding him to right now because I don't know if he's done anything or not. But I agree that we need to um, do more things besides just uh, play Candy Crush. I was trying to think of a, uh, a phone game. I almost, I almost drew a total blank. That was bad. I tell you, I don't play that many. <laughs> I play try to get blocked on Twitter, but that's... <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're not on Twitter. Well, we are on Twitter, but I don't use it much. We tend to use, uh, you know, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, uh, Telegram. You know, that's about it. But I think the other thing about it is, as well, just try and commune with people. You know, um, you've got to really watch. You know, in my opinion, you've got to really watch uh, these channels like YouTube, like Google, like Facebook, because they're reptilian-born, and the energy, the things about reptilian energy, is really addictive, and so. You know, you get addicted to watching things and you can just watch them 24-7. You lose contact really with your family if you're not careful. So, And also, you can get misinformation. One of the things about reptilians is this, is that they tend to uh, give you misinformation. So they'll tell you three truths and one lie. And I find a lot of channelers um, are channeling like reptilian. And, of course, they're channeling the good things. Oh, wow, that's amazing. That's... And then suddenly they'll take a huge lie like, oh, uh, Jim, you're supposed to be going to buy that house uh, with the yellow roof and the pink doors in France. And you're kind of like, uh, oh, well, the other things were right. I guess they must be right, and, and they're not, you know. But um, So it's really important to, you know, when people, you know, I always encourage people, use your discernment and, and see, does this resonate with me? If it doesn't, don't listen to it. If it does, then, you know, resonate with it and, and listen to it. It's very important. Discernment is becoming the key, I think, nowadays. So help me out here. How can I spot that reptilian energy that I need to stay away from? You can feel it. It feels. It feels. Uh, it kind of feels off. You know, if, you, if you're listening to a channel and it's got reptilian energy about it, it, it feels off. Like, no, this is not resonating. And there's something about it. No, no, I'm, I don't want to listen to it anymore. And it's even the same with films. Some films don't resonate with me, and some do. You know, but a lot of them have got reptilian energy because they've been. You know, they've been produced in certain you know um certain places like uh universal studios wherever and then of course there's a masonic lodge at the back where they do like a ritual to send you know luciferian energy or reptilian energy to people when they start playing it so just important to be discerning we do have again um 
maps of intent or prayers to actually remove this energy when you're listening to something, and that really helps as well. And they're, they're on the website, you said? Yeah, the website, globalalignproject.com. You know, you've got a whole thing of prayers, and um, it really helps. Yeah, well, was, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, it, it, sometimes you get that feel. I mean, I definitely have had that feeling with uh, some people that they're just, how do I say this nicely? Not right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say follow shit, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you said um, it, not me. No. For the record. No, I didn't say it. The guest said it. Was it was a McKeel that beings now, there's not. Yeah. But it's true, you know, they, oh, this, this does not resonate. This is a pile of nonsense. And, and, you know, just switch it off and don't listen to it. Because, uh, you know, all you're going to do is get yourself, um, you're going to, you know, get that negative energy. You know, listen to people who really resonate, like, wow, this is great. You know, I love it. Then, you know, you know that you, you get in there. Discernment is everything, especially in this in this world. It's crazy. So, I know I know you don't not doing predictions, but in the next year, I don't want to put a I don't want to put a time frame on it, but I have to, to ask the question: Are things going to settle or get worse? I think in the next few months things are going to go pretty bad. Uh, I think uh, after six eight months, I think things are going to start turning around. You'll start seeing everything lighten up. I think administration is going to break down. Different things are going to happen. You know. The domino effect has started, and you know, even in England, I mean, things are you know being reported. Like uh, uh, they're now taking cases of uh, murder if you die of the vaccine within two to two, two, three days or whatever. Um, they've done reports. I mean, you know, we know what's in this stuff. I work with a world-leading toxicologist and a, a top virologist, and we look at this stuff, check it in the electron microscopes. You know, the the lady, the the toxicologists have been working with Morgellons particles for 40 years and they used to use satellites to transmit the frequencies, now they've got 5G so so I think uh, I think over the next uh, 6 to 8 months there's going to be a massive shift, you know, I think it's for the good but of course shifts always create, you know, unrest and tumultuous things and it's going to be interesting Yeah, but, I'm, but I'm, I think it's for the better. I'm familiar with that mercury yeah Mercury retrograde. <laughs> See, it's it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's there. Doesn't even want me yeah, to talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's it's going to be for the good. You know, it's just uh, sometimes you don't think it's that good when it's actually happening. It's like going bankrupt. I remember <clears throat> I went bankrupt and I was in that apartment. I only had four weeks there, of course, and I was sitting there. Okay, God, this is not funny. I said I worked for twenty-one years. I've earned hundreds of thousands if not millions of pounds and here I am ended up with two Walmart bags actually it's Tesco's in England but anyway it's the same thing two Walmart bags with a couple of shirts two pairs of pantaloons and that's it and I don't get it now I remember I'm specifically saying well it's the right time what do you mean it's the right time you know it's the right time you'll see and I did see it just took me a while <coughs> yeah, that's amazing as I say, that's the hardest. That's the hardest part when when you're in the, when you're in the battle. I think you used warrior a couple times in there. Uh, when you're in the battle, to see the reality of what becomes. Oh yeah, it's it's it's. Sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees, and you know when a helicopter lifts you up over the trees. Oh right, I get it now. And my life's never been better, honestly, Jim. When I when I was in corporate systems, I thought, God, you've got to be kidding. I used to look at the people on the board of Philips and. Marconi's and different places I've worked in, you have to 
be kidding. But and you know, um, because all they do is play golf and stuff, you know, and you're doing all the work and think, well, you know, so got to be something better than this. I kept thinking all the time, got to be more than this, you know. And uh, there is, I, I'm doing it, and you know. And I think following your passion, it gives you great passion to do things in the world and it gets you excited. It gives you energy, you know, and it gives you a purpose. Everyone needs a purpose in this world, you know. Otherwise, you just, if you have no purpose, then what happens? You know, you kind of fizzle away. So we've got, oh, just a couple minutes left. So tell me about the healings again and and make sure you get the website out there because that's, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, for the for anything like Lyme, HIV, AIDS, Agent Orange, Morgellons, and the needy thing, we have the protocol, 20-week program. I do one-to-one sessions on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we've got about 20 people on those. Um, we do specialized groups, which are slightly cheaper. Um, we have up to 20 people on them. We speak to everyone first, do the healing after. And then, of course, we've got the generic groups, where anyone can join. <laughs> Just go to the website, sign up, and... Um, by donation, if you have no money, don't shame yourself. Please come on because, uh, and that's Monday, nine o'clock Central Time, Thursday, five p.m. Central Time, and Saturday, eleven a.m. Central Time. And of and, course, we've got loads of meditations and things as well, and books. And that's globalenlightenmentproject.com. Uh, yeah, globalenlightenmentproject.com. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I like to enter these, end these with some rapid fire kind of i don't want to say funny questions but of course based off the interview they are funny because they have nothing to do with anything else just because you know when you, <laughs> when you get short for time you just like to have a little clean break uh, so what's your favorite breakfast my favorite breakfast biscuits and gravy i love it <laughs> I, I thought we were making you american you got to have some bacon in there somewhere <laughs> well actually i don't mind english breakfast but uh, i actually prefer biscuits and gravy i think it's wonderful if, especially if it's homemade so what, what's your go-to American dish, then? Um, mm, probably spare ribs. Ooh, okay. That's good. <coughs> I, I was going to be disappointed. I, I thought you were going to go barbecue something, but, you know. <laughs> well, barbecue ribs, you know, yeah. Um, quite nice. Besides your books, what uh, what's your favorite book? Um... You know, I don't have one because I don't read. Oh, that's right. I totally, bo- totally <laughs> yeah. botched that one up because I do remember you saying that now. <laughs> yeah, my wife reads to me, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have any, to be honest. Um, I, a- I tend to channel more. I get all information from channeling from the Mikuslet beings. That, that's what happens when I go. If, see, I told you to have many notes, but then I looked over here and I went to the, the pre-flabbed questions because I just wanted to make sure I got something. <laughs> uh, well, Chris... It's been enlightening for sure tonight, and I thank you for jumping on with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. Bless your heart. I hope you enjoyed it. Bless you. I have. Thank and, you. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll do it again. So, Bless your heart. Have a good night. And uh, there you go. There's Chris McCain there on the, on the Mallard Report. I hope you all took something from tonight's show. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have some fun and do some more next week. Pretty soon. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. 
It'll be sooner than you think. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.